1: And we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, we're continuing a conversation today about emotional intelligence, and if you've hung in here, we're halfway through the conversation. And I am expecting you to be excited about this conversation. And we just introduced before the break, the four quadrants or components that comprise emotional intelligence. As a reminder, they are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. So they're broken into sort of two ways to look at at things. The, The two sort of pieces of emotional intelligence that these four components fit in are our self components and others components. Here's what I mean. We, we look at our self. So self-awareness. And we look at self-management. What do we know about ourself and how do we manage it? And then we look at how does uh, emotional intelligence impact our interaction with others? And that's called social awareness, And then relationship management. So if you wanted to be as simple as you could and you wanted to describe emotional intelligence to someone, listen, I'm going to help you sound brilliant and informed by only knowing two words. So emotional intelligence is about awareness and management, awareness and management. So the personal component that consists of self-awareness and self-management, I want to break that down for us. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is is the ability to accurately uh, perceive our own emotions in any given given moment Uh, and then understanding our tendencies in different situations. So when something happens, do you know the emotional response that you have or can you identify by certain triggers your response as anger or being mad, or your response as being happy, or excited, or maybe fearful. See, there are different ways to think about these things, and what is it that causes those emotions? So identifying the behaviors and tendencies really helps us as we want to increase our influence as a leader. So we're talking about emotional intelligence. So I can think about a time as a pastor that I used to preach— and apparently, to prove my point, I would I would point at the crowd with my index finger. And my wife said to me, every time you point at the crowd, it looks like you're yelling at people. <laughs> so I actually changed my behavior because that was not my intent. See, as a, as a passionate leader leading a meeting, sometimes my passion can come across as you're not measuring up or doing good enough. So I need to learn to be able to not only know my emotion, but manage it and understand its impact on others. So can I name my emotions? Can I define what causes my emotions? This is all uh, self-awareness. And then do I understand the impact of emotions that, that they have on myself? So self-awareness informs people of areas to improve on as we continue to grow in our effectiveness and impact of others. So people respond with varying emotions and varying situations. And self-awareness is identifying your own emotion. So as we talk about emotional intelligence, we also talk about self-management. So self-management happens, oh, as a response to self-awareness. Knowing that you can grow angry in response to circumstances is awareness, but managing the response to the trigger that makes you angry, that's management. So the authors of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, Bradbury and Graves, bottom line uh, that successful self-management occurs in the ability to put the need, your needs on hold and manage undesired tendencies to just push pause. But emotional intelligence also includes a social component, a competence that's social, social awareness and relationship management. So, as we talk about emotional intelligence, we're talking about social awareness, which is a foundational skill. Here's what that means social awareness is our ability to accurately pick up on emotions and of other people, and then understand what's really going on around them. Can we quote unquote read the room? So, accurately interpreting the emotions and actions of others is, is social awareness. You know, people communicate to us with words, but also with with tone uh, and pace of speech, facial expressions, body language, volume, eye contact, things like that. All of this is is credible towards social awareness. But going beyond that is is relationship management. And that responds to social awareness. When we learn or read the room, then we can manage that. Relationship management is our ability to use our awareness of our own emotions and those in others to manage interactions with other people successfully. So, so individuals contribute to healthy relationships through a high emotional intelligence. And this is something that we can develop. So I'm here. I want to read a couple things to you today. I'm looking at the book written by Bradbury and Graves, and I just want to read one page here uh, to you as I talk about self-awareness. I'm turning there now, and here's what it says. Self-awareness that works. What people who work with them say. Here's an example. Dave has clear long-term goals. He does, doesn't make sacrifices for short-term gains. Dave is an upfront kind of guy who doesn't, Play mind games with people. I've witnessed this at the company meetings and in meetings with customers. The best example I can provide for Dave is his move to our company. I'm sure there was intense desire to make changes within the local team right out of the gate, but Dave took extra care to diagnose the situation in the team and the customer prior to offering suggestions or mandating changes. In short, Dave manages. His emotions, they don't manage him. I've seen him accept difficult business news with brief frown. And then he quickly moves beyond the pattern with his team to find solutions to improve the situation. So what we learn is self-awareness is putting sort of everything on hold. What we know about self-awareness is that it trickles like throwing a rock in water. And we need to learn not to let the moment have a ripple effect in our life. I'm going to do another one here is self-management. And I'm going to actually read uh, a different page on self-management here. Just bear with me one second as I read uh, self-management when people who work with you say, uh, this is an example of self-management that works. In stressful situations, or when someone something goes wrong, Jason sometimes responds too quickly, sharply, or disjointly. I wish Jason would take some time to cool off before responding. He is so emotional. This is when it's not working. I've seen his co-workers respond to his disbelief uh, to the manner in which he communicated them. Jason means well, but can panic when he is stressed. His reactions trickle onto his teammates. So these kinds of behaviors, this kind of management or mismanagement of these ideas impact ourselves and our relations with people. I wanted to give a couple of of self-management tips today, and this is not an entire show that breaks down how you you manage all of your emotional intelligence and develop it. But here's a couple of tips of self-management that I want to give to us here today as we talk about emotional intelligence. There's two things to, to, to help you learn in the moment to not be hijacked by an emotion. One is a silent count to 10. But another one is a commitment to sleep on on it. <laughs> Rather than lash out, just lash out tomorrow. Sleeping on it might change how you address things. The uh, Probably one of the biggest ways that you can improve self-management, this might sound funny, but is to clean up your sleep hygiene. It's to have a consistent sleep schedule, to create a, a relaxing bedtime routine, to not have too much blue light before going to bed, to exercise regularly. Unfortunately, it would also includes limiting your caffeine intake, and it also means finding a way to de-stress before you go to bed. So these are two components of emotional intelligence, but there's also social awareness and then relationship management. So these are all things that will impact our social, or excuse me, our emotional intelligence. So I have no plug for this, but I enjoy the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Gene Graves. I encourage you to consider that book. But I can also work with you. You might have interest in developing emotional intelligence in your own life. In addition to uh, completing our free uh, coaching readiness questionnaire. You could just reach out directly to us and we would love to partner with you, even help you with an emotional intelligence assessment and some coaching. Hey, it's my hope to be part of your life. I feel like I already am through this program and this podcast, but I want to be part of your life. So please visit your discipleship coach. Com. I want to thank you for listening today to your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life and say thank you to the show's sponsors Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit Professional Coach University. Dot com. Hey, thanks for listening today to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I just want to remind you that I am for you, but better yet, God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? As always, I thank you for listening, and you've been listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.